Hey, I'm Jackie Rogers, and this is the Weird Smart Podcast. This is a show about how one marketing agency blends crazy ideas with clever strategies to give businesses a truly unique edge. From local businesses to startups and beyond, you'll get a firsthand glimpse at how the Ware Stewart team approaches branding, marketing, strategy, and more. Let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Rogers, and I'm the social media strategist here at Ware Stewart. Um, and today with me, I have Alex Ware and Daniel Stewart. I've invited them here to talk with us about their favorite branding around the CSRA. We'll dig into the business's brand look, brand hook, and what gets their audiences shook. So let's get started. Um, Daniel, I'm going to throw this first one to you. Do you have a favorite branding? In the CSRA that you love. Ooh, favorite branding in mm-hmm. the CSRA. Uh, I mean, it would be so corny to start with one that we had that we have done the branding for, which kind of narrows it down to, to few because we've been lucky enough to work with a lot of folks uh, over the last 15 years or so. Um, I'll go, uh, I, I'll do one just out of total nepotism, uh, but I think uh, Vera, at, at Very Vera, has has a really strong brand uh, in Augusta. That is some nepotism. <laughs> That's big time, big time nepotism. But I'll I'll, I'll explain why. Oh, oh, well, I'm going to ask questions and then you can. Okay, I'll explain. Oh. Okay. So, Let's do it. for Vera, brand look, what do we like about it? Yeah. So, for those that don't know, Vera is my mother, and she started this business. Uh, and when we moved to Augusta, when I was like two years old, catering out of her house. Um, but uh, she's Southern. She's pretty bold. Uh, for those that know her, they know how hard she works. Uh, and she has kind of a commitment to, to excellence. Uh, but the cool thing about her brand is, is the look has kind of this 50s hospitality uh, vibe to it. Um, so it, it, feels, it feels very friendly and, and homey. Uh, you know, but when, when you combine kind of the, the spirit of Vera, which can be uh, kind of scary if you work for her and make a mistake around her, uh, <laughs> because, like I said, she demands uh, the, the excellence. Um, I've always loved that Vera's, because Daniel and I are partners, Vera's kind of like my mom, but she's not my mom. Mm-hmm. So she, she kind of has, I, I kind of live in this zone of, tolerance with her that I like to push it's like, like I like to, I like I like to cuss around her yeah. which she would just eviscerate other people for but I kind of get away with <laughs> you it have a, kinda, you have this weird kind of like her kid but not yeah that's true that's awesome so with Vera's brand she probably has like a really strong hook what what's the hook what what gets us got she, I, to me she's the hook in in her brand no doubt. I you mean, know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm. the all the stuff that's built around it is 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 cool and has a very, I think, appropriate vibe for her. But she's just such an interesting person. Yeah, yeah. she's I mean of, that stuff is just ultimately about her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean like I met her once. Or no, I've met her a couple of times now, and I mean she's like one of the strongest people I have met. Like to this 
this tiny woman who has basically built an empire for herself. Like, it's fantastic to see what she's been able to accomplish, like, you know, on her own or, like, the stuff that she's done at the Masters or anything like that. Yeah, and just to kind of elaborate on on brand with with her, uh, I think that she's done, and this goes way beyond the visuals because, you know, a a brand is way more than the logo that we create for someone or anything like that. So when when people hear her, and and she's lucky to have somewhat of a, you know, uh, a different kind of iconic name uh, that's outside the norm. I mean, if she was like a a Laura or like an Ashleyer or, you know, I guess something that was a little bit more common, may, maybe it would be a little yeah. bit harder. But but in this in this town, when when you hear Vera, all of those things that are kind of imbued into her brand kind of come to mind, um, and that's really the hallmark of of a great brand is if you see the mark or you hear the word or the name of the company or something like that, all of those values and attributes kind of come to your mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a great aunt Vera. I don't think I know any other Veras. I've never heard Vera before. She kind of really? pushes all the other Veras. She's not around anymore. She kind of pushes all the Veras out of her space. Oh, she, she Vera was like eighty when I was like eight years old. Uh, did she disappear? Should make her like one hundred and fifty now. Did she disappear around nineteen eighty four when my mother came to town and she had to get <laughs> no, rid of she her, wasn't. From she had here. to get rid of her like Highlander. She lived outside of one. Atlanta, when, which is in now Powder Springs, but we just used to call it the country because there was nothing out there. Dit, Duck, and Vera were three sisters that never married, Macy's sisters. And they lived in this house all by themselves and listened to Braves on the radio and took the box scores. Weird. Three yeah. sisters that never married. It sounds like they dance around a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this... Well, I have one more question about oh, Vera, though. It's okay. That was Which, just to clarify, which Vera? <laughs> well, I feel like this feeds into my next question a little bit. Uh I want to know what gets her audiences shook. Like, what keeps audiences coming back for more Vera? Mm. I, I think I think that's Vera. So this is interesting. My cousin Terry in Florida. I don't know how, like, Vera's show, because Vera has, like, a show, too. Vera's, and you've just got to be enough. You have to be a personality to be able to carry a show by yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but my cousin Terry saw it, and she just totally lost her shit like she freaked out about vera and that you knew her well, she didn't know that i knew her she called me and asked me if i knew her and i was like yeah i know her and i, I got her to sign her um a uh, cookbook and yeah. send it to her and and apparently she's gonna go down there and film one um, yeah she was down there in tampa a yeah weeks ago yeah uh but she loved she just i mean she just some people just love her mm-hmm. you know yeah, people like the personality, and her product is good. I mean, if you if you grew up around here, you've been to a wedding uh, that she's catered, or you've had uh, a cake from her uh, mail order cake business that she had for years. Um, Cakes are good. Yeah, and so it's you know it's comfort food and southern and sweet and hospitality, and maybe your kid goes to her cooking camp, and uh, you know so uh, she's 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 pretty in, in, ingrained in the community. I mean, you've you've had a run in. Uh, with Vera or one of her products or at one of her events uh, before, so uh, she's kind of she's kind of uh, uh, covered covered this town like a blanket in a lot of ways. So everybody's had some kind of um, association with a brand or experience with a brand before. Yeah, she's just kind of very authentically what she is, mm-hmm. you know, because she has like the etiquette piece of it, mm-hmm. you know, and and like this this uh, big 
like self responsibility. I, know, I can't remember the word I'm looking for, but you know, just like she's hard charging and then, you know, but also a great, very hospitable, but also very strong. And so yeah. I, I think and she, she'll, is, she and, is what she is. And I think, and she will challenge you to arm wrestling and likely be and win. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think there are just times and like, this is kind of one of the, you know, major efforts of brand, some branding stuff, especially with something like she's doing It's like, if you're authentically who you are, you know, then people are going to gravitate towards it because she is generally not faking anything. That's awesome. Yeah, and if any, any of you want to get a chance to take a glimpse into Very Vera, you can check out her socials on either Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. Um, all right, next one. I feel like we have another one in us. Is there another brand in the CSRA that we want to highlight? Let's dig deep. I mean, besides the Masters, which... You know, can we even talk about that one here? Because it's just, it's such a, it's such a massive brand, but it's such a, it's such a specific flavor, but that's, I mean, it's from here, but that's huge. I I think that we can just put a, put a pin in that one and and say that. I mean, I just say everybody knows that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Correct. And it's, and it's cool to, for that brand and and that to to be in our town. I'll go with another very Southern foodie one is, uh, is wife saver because it's 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 been around forever and it's it's just this is one of the like we've i think we've used this example before of like talking about brand equity with people like the way that everything happened around that brand i think and what that brand has come to stand for are like two two totally different things like that logo ended up just being a sign that somebody made that has two parrots on it. Right. Or no, there were two lovebirds. They're supposed to be lovebirds. But they're par- uh-huh. well, there's well, they look they look like parrots. But lovebirds no. and parrots aren't the same thing? I don't think so, no. Okay, well, hold par- on. Let's get into, like, what the brand look is now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it is that now. The, Obviously, it, I haven't it, been there. It's, it's, so, it's so ingrained around here that um, years ago, Chris talked to us about changing it, and we were like... You, no way. You, you can't. Not doing it. You know? Even though it is two inedible birds. For, for a restaurant. For a fried, for <laughs> a place sells, that sells fried chicken. It sells edible birds. Yeah, it would be like, you know, so it, that was that was very odd. But it's, it, and then through the years, it's it gets associated with like weddings and tailgating and like all these sort of uniquely Southern things. After, after church. That happen. Yeah. And so it, it becomes this thing that's very Augusta and I remember going to Athens and and it was like recognizable that like people that weren't from Augusta would love showing up at Augusta tailgates because they knew that the wife saver was coming and you don't know until you move out of town or go to college or something like that until you say hey we're gonna go home and get some wife saver and somebody from Atlanta goes some what yeah and you're like what and you're like oh oh wife saver because in yeah, the in the, uh, in the 40s that was a little that was a little bit more women, okay women did the cooking i guess but you know but whatever i didn't know it, like but i mean i guess that goes you know that that also speaks to the brand too it's like no one thinks about it like that mm-hmm. no yeah absolutely not and i think that there were some uh, and, uh, and i hope that remains the same after mentioning that <laughs> on this podcast. Sure. so For what sure. do you think the hook is with wife savers uh, today so similar to to mm-hmm. the to the first example, like what's the you, you what's, have to deliver, like for a for a brand to to be loved, admired, have staying power, 
uh, be around for decades, what you do has to be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, and it is, and it is very, very good. So no, no awesome name for your company or really good logo or snappy website or anything like that Mm -hmm. is going to cover up the fact that your fried chicken sucks. So and there's a lot of people in that space now too that do like fried chicken and chicken strips and stuff. And a lot of those are very, very close to each other. Like they're sure. similar. Like a Zaxby's is almost the same thing as like what's another one? Like a raisin cane or is that the, is yeah, that what yeah, it's yeah. called? Like that that would be a good. They're kind of based on like Guthrie's that right. was in Athens. Uh, but his his stuff is different and it's really good and it's consistent. And I mean, like that's like asking what's the hook in sweet tea or grits. I mean, it's just this thing that's completely associated with all these very cool kind of southern things Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of like um kind of like amplifying the culture and like all the things that are good to participate in with it like that passing on that tradition even it's 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 institutionalized Mm -hmm. here yeah and and my kids are already addicted to it they're five and four you know that's because chris puts cocaine in the honey mustard (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, being from Colorado, I have not have not experienced a lot of the restaurants and Southern like dishes or anything like that. So I feel we like... we haven't had a free lunch Friday with wife's ever yet. That's coming. Wait, all right. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't bulk order during COVID, but now that's off. So that's off. Buckle up. We'll 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 have to throw back on a, on a uh, on a later episode of the podcast to get your take on it. I would ha- I'd be happy to. I love testing food. If I wasn't podcasting, that's what I would be doing. I could be in eating contests. I'm pretty sure that's what I'd be doing. Really? Oh, so yeah. There are no rules. Would you, um, we can do an eating contest on Monday if you want to. We can, and I will take well, anyone out. We used to do eating contests in college. We called it Glutton Bowl. <laughs> right? And it re- really wasn't a contest. It was basically just all my roommates just would want to see, like, like what kind of disgusting thing I would eat. Who's, mm-hmm. the, who's the guy, Kobayashi? Was oh, that uh, his name yeah, that won Kobayashi. all the hot, uh, well, now all the hot dog eating contests? Now yep. But now it's Joey Chestnut. American Joey Chestnut is, but they call it his technique either COVID or Japanese. And you take the bun off and dip it in the water, yeah, in a cup of water and eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't think of, I don't know, something crazy. It's like using a long putter, though, it feels like cheating. Oh, he got it down. That's um, what were we talking about? We we're talking about white savers. I got one more question, okay. Um, obviously, it's a staple in the community, but what keeps their customers coming back for more? I mean, again, I think it's just that I, I think it's the food and it, it's definitely the food. And if you're here, it what we were talking about earlier, it's associated with family and, you know, yeah. gatherings and things like that. And it's super like everybody eats there, mm-hmm. too. It's not like just people uh, Chris knows or something yeah, like right. it I is. Mean, the it the is, demo is very diverse. It's no broad. Doubt. I mean, the demo is this town. It's everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. And it just, you know, and when, when any brand has been around for a long time and, and you can take your kids there to eat some chicken strips, but there's also a photo of you, uh, insert photo of me eating Wife Saver when I was four. I found a picture, uh, like, I yeah. don't know, several years ago. <laughs> that's awesome. uh, You know, eating some, eating some Wife Saver, and, you know, you've just got those uh, uh, kind of that, that institutional bond. Um, you know, that... That, that means something. That's a little bit, you know, nothing against the church's family. Yeah. I'm sure they're nice people. I think they sold a ton of shirts, too. We did a shirt for them during um, the We Give a Shirt thing. And just people just like that brand. It's just like an old, it's just been around forever. It's come to symbolize 
you know, what it stands for. And I mean, that's really the thing on a brand. If I, if I may digress for one moment, I'm okay with it. And I'll, I will give an example too of throw it back to the other one I mentioned earlier, the Augusta national from a branding standpoint, from like the logo and what that stuff looked like. It's not very good. I mean, it's just, it's, there's a lot of things about it that are difficult and it's, you can't really, you know, you have to visually center it and all this sort of thing. The flag is probably technically somewhere in Alabama. Um, but but it has come to, like, be synonymous with excellence and, and you know, this this mystique and, and hospitality and all the kind of stuff that it's come to mean. And that's because they have been doing that so well for so long that they have imbued that mark with that quality, just like Wifesaver has come to stand for what it stands for, despite the fact that, again, it has like two green birds sitting on a big, goofy perch on the logo, like one big bird, like hugging the little bird. I know. I love how Chris t- says that there was just some, some, some hippie, st- some, hippie some, at some the stone, sign company. stoned hippie at the sign company he said he's saving her. See, he's got his wing wrapped around her. He's saving her, <laughs> which is just awesome. Yeah. You know, but those are, you know, uh, the first example we talked about has been around for 35 years and the other one since the early 60s or maybe before, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and and what those brands have kind of come to rep- represent are still uh, a big part of what like a startup or a, a brand new company uh, would would hope to, you know, establish in their culture and in their product and and kind of walking the walk, um, you know, every, every day as a company, because that's, that's really the goal, um, is to have, you know, your audience, um, kind of, you know, married to you, um, and, and not your competitor or something like that. So, you know, the, the principles, you don't have to be around for 40 years to care about the stuff that has made those two grands break, those two grands, two grands break, those two grands, those two brands great. Um, and really, you know, the, the companies that do well, um, you know, on the onset, you know, have, have a lot of those, those values kind of, you know, already ingrained in in what they're trying to do. That's awesome. That's a, yeah, that's a really good point. And I feel like with a lot of the brands, um, they feel like they can't make as big of an impact if they haven't been around for 35 or 40 years. Can you maybe? Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, I think, um, now you can also make the mistake that that you know you think that everyone's going to fall in love with you when you launch your website and and you know put your Instagram link and your email signature and right. all of a sudden everybody's going to fall in love with you. It doesn't always work like that necessarily either, because the ROI on you know a visual identity or or, or a brand that you create and launch is is more of a long term play um, than a lot of other marketing techniques. So um, you know yeah, but you know I think you know there are. Um, examples and i'm sure if we like cut tape and came back like there was no time in between it would be like i came up with five really good examples well it's okay what did you want an example of well we're i was i was kind of digging for um like a brand that a is kind of one? new but it does a good job but if we don't have time for it today because we're already at about 20 minutes and i know you both are busy i'll give a very quick one quick one and and that's this is this is more of just like an just an exercise in branding and what it can be and not because we had 
because we made this brand, but Jordan Trotter um, and their brand colors, like they hated them. They might still hate them, or now they've come to love them. Well, well they, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, you got to tee that up. But so Jordan Trotter is so a, Jordan, a, a Jordan, commercial real estate. Jordan firm. Trotter is a commercial real estate firm here in Augusta, if you're, if you're listening across the nation. Um, and anyway, to differentiate them in, in, in real estate, like all the real estate stuff is kind of the same. So we made their colors golden brown, and they, oh, buddy, they hated and they it. Hated it. When we presented it, they were like, and and so we really had to talk them into like, listen, this is going to make people, you know, the number one thing that you guys got going is you have signs, you know, you have signs on sites, you have for sale signs, for rent signs, for lease signs, whatever. That's what you got. You got signs. People need to see them. All the and other know signs. that and know that they have seen them. Right. All the other signs are either blue or red. Blue or red, basically, and like we're going to do this, and th- and then when we started doing that. People would say, damn, I see these Jordan Trotter signs everywhere. And it's like, you don't see them everywhere. You just see them because you drive past a row of 12 signs and they're all either blue or red. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that's brown and yellow. And, it's you memorable. know, I, I felt like those were like rich, cut, like leather and gold or like, you know, like a like deep, like warm colors. And everybody thought they were like 70s or stupid yeah, or like Thanksgiving just- or something. But now it's like. You just see it everywhere, and they, I will say, have done a uh, have done a great job with their brand, and they do like all those, um, you know, drone videos of stuff, and they've done a good job of, you know, positioning themselves as experts around all that kind of thing, and I think they do a good job. Well, and, the fact of the matter is, their signs are everywhere now. You know? They are so, like at, at the very beginning, you know, right? Not because guys. those guys are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's only it's the just size. Because <laughs> it's brown it's just yes. because it's brownie. Yes, credit to us. Credit to, uh, credit to us for sure. Jackie, I got another one now. I'm ready. Okay. Um, this, uh, this tune, is... Tune in an hour or two. Right, tune in an hour or two. And we discuss. Um, maybe this brand is 10 or 15 years old, but I think one or two years after they launched their first restaurant in Augusta, I think that it had kind of that cult following and that kind of brand love uh, that any restaurant would hope that they would get. It's Taco Sushi. Right. Mm -hmm. So Taco Sushi is, um, they were one of the first, I don't know if they were one of the first sushi restaurants, but they kind of felt like. In Augusta? Yeah, in Augusta. But they, I mean, unless you were going to like uh, Kyoto or or like the the hibachi place. And yeah. So for for those that don't know, Taco Sushi is a kind of fusion Southwest and sushi restaurant. And they did kind of, you know, it's a little bit more commonplace now, but they, you know, had some traditional sushi and they would do fried sushi rolls and, and you could also order, you know, Southwest and in the South, like not every- You get a burrito. Yeah. You could get a taco. Yeah. So like. Say I wanted a taco yeah. and you wanted sushi. Not every, where, where do you go? Not, for not every like couple that? in the South is, is two sushi lovers, right? And so you got a guy rolling up in a truck and his wife wants some sushi, but he's like, I mean, I some, you know, I'll get a taco or something. So anyway, uh, and, and we didn't we didn't create this brand or name it or, or anything like that. It just kind of popped into to my mind as, as being good and really an example of, of kind of a, a weird, smart kind of thing because the, the combination of sushi and Southwest is weird. Um, the, the logo uh, is really smart because it's kind of this... Uh, it's uh, a yin and a yang it's of a, a, it's pepper a, and a, a... Pepper and a fish. I can't remember what kind of pepper it is. Kevin would be... It's like... Uh, it's a pepper. Green, they, it's not a green chili. It's because it's red. Uh, yeah, it's, it's some pepper. They have a festival around in, um, out in New Mexico. Right. Something like that. An important pepper. 
and then probably an equally as important fish to Asia or something. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool. And, uh, and I think fairly instantly, um, there was a lot of success there, um, and, and, and love, um, you know, for, for that brand. And I think he's since opened five or six other, uh, other locations kind of around the Southeast. So that's really cool. See, so I love doing these podcasts and asking about all these businesses because I haven't been anywhere yet. So now I have like four places to go visit next week with my family. Um, all right. This has been a great conversation and I hate to cut it so abruptly, but I am. Alex, thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me on my own podcast. You're welcome. Daniel, happy birthday. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, thanks, Jackie. Yeah, thanks you're welcome. nothing, Alex. <laughs> we said that earlier. <laughs> well, for everyone who's listening, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, if you want to see any of our case studies, I've linked a couple below that I think you'd be interested in today. Um, and that's it. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our channel for the latest episodes and offerings and follow all that's happening at Wear Stewart. See you next time.